Welcome to Podcast with Cooper Cherry. Today's guest is the king himself. King, king. The one and only. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, that's a bunch of us. But uh, Mr. King here is a, a DJ, an entrepreneur, putting, yeah. out, a, putting out a magazine, partying, li- living lavish. Yeah, wearing, right. I'm just trying to enjoy life. <laughs> trying Be to happy. Make, trying to make a living and yeah. uh, wearing some fucking sequin hoodies. Made by Stardust Love, my buddy out in uh, L.A. Shout out to Stardust Love for hooking me up with the jackets for South by Southwest to wear. But I, I know Mr. King King here uh, from from school, from back small town, Flatonia, Texas. We go so far back. It's pretty. So how mu- how old are you, dude? I'm, I'm, I'm 36. 33. You're 33, so you're yeah. three years younger than me, May all right? May 10th, 85. So pretty much elementary, K through 12, and so on. Yeah. So we go way back. Yeah. But uh, you've, like, been do- you've been doing a lot of music and promotion and all kinds of shit like that yeah, since I've been, college, right? Yeah, I've been nonstop with just entertainment industry. Um, my first start, I guess, was into the whole. I guess I, I wanted to party. I knew that or whatever, and you know, I was like, "I'm, you you I'm good at this." You know, I'm good at partying. Yeah, as soon as I figured out, comes I was naturally. A, I was an entertainer, not a worker. My life dramatically <laughs> changed. Like, uh, okay, I mean, I had some tough jobs working growing up, but anyways, with the entertainment stuff, uh, my first thing was emceeing. Uh, my buddy was throwing these little raves at the colleges and stuff, and I was in College Station, and he was like, "Hey." Can you come help me one night and just, you know, lead, lead, just lead us, you know, be on the microphone, pump up the crowd and stuff like that. Little hype man yeah, kind of vibe. Shout out to Gondra for pretty much starting my whole life career slash whatever I'm doing now. Anyways, uh, he's at a college station, Steven Gondra, the DJs by uh, Austin Dance Syndicate. Anyways, he uh, like, hey, can you come do this or whatever? Hype man, be a hype man. And that that started me. It gave me my start into the whole entertainment thing. And I started going on the road doing a few shows with them. And we were doing shows in College Station. And that kind of got my foot into the door as far as, hey, the EDM industry. Okay. And that got me to where I was learning about, I guess, how the DJ works and how the events work and stuff like that. And that led me to, I was going to other people's shows, so I wanted to pay for shows. I I got tired of paying for shows. I was like, I can do this on my own, host my shows. And that's eventually what started Transition Entertainment. And that was the beginning of me hosting shows uh, in College Station. My first show I hosted was probably uh, 2007. 2007. Something like that. Nice. On the Transition Entertainment, I had DJ Snow White. Um, (laughs) Remember her? Maybe you remember her. She was out of Dallas, though. That uh, Snow White, she's like one of the biggest female EDM DJs in Texas. Her brother, Ronnie, owns Laser Castle here in town. And uh, anyways, they uh, were my headliners. And I had a couple more uh, friends on the bill from that. And that led into me hosting events. That's dope. So what, uh, what was next? So you started... Did you? When did you kind of spread out and leave like college, the College Station area, or was um, that already just part well, of the game? Well, I got to here to Austin um, around 2010. 210. 210, Yeah, um, that's kind of more where less where I went back to College Station to throw a show. 
I was still just, I guess, hung up with the friends down there and stayed with a group of people. And there was no EDM scene down there as far yeah. as besides what we were doing with Gondra. And we go and we'd start, you know, do the whole promotional thing, sell some tickets or whatever, get the venue and do that. And the first show I did was the end of the world party uh, down in College Station, Texas. And I think that was 2012. That was the first one where you were on the tables mm, or just nah, putting it on? I actually hosted the entire show. Okay. I brought the DJs in. I brought, I rented the venue. I paid, I was pretty much the money, man. Paid for everything. Did that and promoted it and brought the people in. And it was a huge, successful flop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we had about maybe uh, of the expected five to 600 people, we had about 100 people. Damn. Yeah, exactly. So those hundred people had a great time. And just seeing those people enjoying themselves was was a start for, you know, keep going. Keep going. Keep doing this. And this is good. Changing people, making them happy, letting them dance. So that 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 just took a took my way into the uh into the entertainment field, whatever. So, well, so, uh, I got my foot in the door, I guess let's you say, say, all right, just give me the rundown. Whenever you're at one of these shows and you're, and you're the money man, what do, what are you doing while the show is happening? Running. Like, DJ spinning. DJ Crowd spinning. is there. Like, what, what are you doing at that point? I'm yelling. <laughs> I'm yelling. I, man, I hate to say I yell so much, but I yell a lot. I'm just like in the back scene. I'm like, hey, get ready. You're getting ready to go up next to DJ. Uh, you come over here, make sure these lights are working. You come over here, make sure the door's working. Um, telling the venue that, hey, don't close up early because there's not that many people here. Remember, that's like the first show. First show, I also had some people that came in. They were highly intoxicated. And there was supposed to be some great DJs. Uh, I think, I don't mention names, but uh, maybe Malibu or something like that. What was the name? It was a young girl or whatever. Came down, her and her boyfriend were just... High as hell on Xanax, and I was like, "Oh my god, this this is shit show, y'all! You brought this all the way down from Austin to my party, and y'all came, uh, you can't even DJ." And then they were fighting with each other, bickering, oh, and I was like, "Oh, I gotta clean this shit up," you know. <laughs> so I end up uh, getting him, talked to management at the bar, got him out of the venue, so they would stop fighting, and she would just DJ. <laughs> yeah, and. They were supposed to tag team and DJ together. But that was kind of my first, that was my first show, my first nightmare of a promoter, you know, of this, the rules of, you know, the game or, you know, the things you have to deal with pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Putting out fires 24 yeah. 7. Yeah. And then um, that eventually, though, I got kicked off, started doing more shows. And then my led up to one of my biggest shows was DJ, DJ Irene. DJ Kiyoki from Party Monster and Michael Watts of oh, Swisher House. And then we had about 60 others on the bill, uh, including Gondra. Uh, he helped me put it on. Uh, it was called Invincible 2. <laughs> and it was Invincible 2 because it, had the, it was on 9-11. Uh, and okay. this was a 9-11 10 years later, pretty much. Uh, 2000, uh, I think it was maybe eight years later, something like that. Uh, from the 9-11 thing or whatever. But anyways, it was a, just, since it was on that date, we kind of did a Invincible to, you know, terrorism, blah, blah, blah thing. Anyways, to make help promote the show. 
And yeah, with Irene and Kiyoki and Michael Watts on there, I think I put out about $6,000 on that show. And yeah, I mean, I broke even. Everybody got paid, but I didn't make any money off of that show. But we had uh, four venues over the course of a weekend in College Station, Texas. And that was kind of my, uh, the biggest event that I threw before I decided, hey, I'm ready to do something else with my life and stop wasting my money throwing shows. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you're not going to do a proper show like, all out maybe with fifty thousand dollar investments and better and stuff like that you're not really putting on the show you're not really making money so i was like i need to get on the other side of the thing i need to get paid to be here yeah instead of paying right to party i need to get paid to party you know so that's when i became a dj and i mean i already tinker with music and stuff like that but being a dj you know i get paid um it was like switching from the emceeing to hosting my own events to now becoming a DJ. And becoming a DJ really kicked off for me around uh, 2000 and about 13, 14. I bought my first gear and uh, got some of the stuff for Christmas from the girlfriend. And <laughs> yeah, so she helped me get my career going. Thank, thankful for her, you know, for believing in all that. And uh, yeah, uh, that's how my DJing career started. Uh, what wanted me to motivated me to start doing it, you know, just to be the entertainer and not the entertainee. And what what kind of shit do you spin? Like, what's your what's your vibe? Well, then I mean, my vibes everything. I I can spin anything. I mean, a DJ that at Clazel's Bar in Walton, <laughs> Texas, for maybe a summer yeah. doing country western music. But it was EDM. EDM was hot. Dubstep then, you know. I was doing whatever makes the people move, pretty much. And, you know, EDM was my thing, house music. And I was coming on strong with that. And I stuck with it. You know, the, your, your top 40 EDM, really. I had some mixes coming out with that. And that, I guess, that that kept the, kept me busy um, with the just the festivals and stuff like that. And it started getting me deeper into the festival scene. Which is, I guess, bigger than your, you know, your local events and stuff like that. You know, yeah. even with my events, I was hosting. I hosted few and, uh, ho- I hosted events in like um, College Station, San Marcos, Corpus Christi, Houston, you know, Austin, and now I got to the point to where, uh, just hosting events at a venue, you notice the large scale of the festival. You want to be involved in the festival life, you know, and that's where. That's where the money is. That's where the you know. That's where everybody's coming to watch. So that's how I got into start DJing festivals and yeah, and also started the Texas Raves magazine 2011, and it was more or less to promote my own shows. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, just magazine, blah blah blah. Right. And it wasn't even a magazine, or it was. It was just a thought. It was something that I could know it if I threw it down right then and there on paper. That I could, or threw it down a Facebook page, then I could promote through it. And it, it, it took off, you know. So, um, I guess we lost what I'm going But it, no, it's a, yeah, I think you're good. So, it was a, it just digital only? Yeah, social media, 
website, all digital stuff. No hard copies of nothing. I uh, just found out being having a hard copy of anything is just not worth yeah, it. Yeah, too expensive. Yeah, not in these times. Compared to the digital and the reach you can get and shit. Crack open a cold one. <laughs> Today's show is brought to you by H-E-B Sparkling Water. <laughs> Orange. The uh, Naranja, if you will. It's my, it's my jam. Kind of fuck with that. It's got me sparkling. <laughs> <laughs> but so, so it started out as a vehicle for you to promote your own shit. But did you ever like? What is it? I'm sure it grew legs from there, right? Like, yeah. uh, so as okay, let's, let's go into con- the magazine. Let me know about the content. The okay, shit. the magazine. Um, the main thing I was doing was I see somebody's event, I go and I share it for them. Uh, all across Texas, and okay. uh, these were local promoters, so it was like a lot to love, you know, showing love to people on my page, and it, it got up to where we were having like maybe 5,000 people on just a Facebook page, and uh, this was before they really had all the promotional things yeah. and this and that, you know, so I had lots of traffic coming to that page just to see what we were doing, That's true. or see where we were at, and I'd share out their person's event or something like that, and they got me connected with the bigger promoters that were doing events across Texas, and... Then I got, I guess they started seeing me, recognizing me, you know, as their Texas Rays magazine was being recognized by some of the bigger fish out there, I guess you would say. And they started asking us to come to shows and stuff like that or come in and, you know, represent them or share our information, please, you know, help us. So I started uh, adding people to the thing um, to help me because, you know, I can't do it all. But uh, with that, with them helping me, we grew a lot. Uh, I want to send a shout out to a girl named Sarah because she uh, was the first person, maybe it was about four years ago, uh, she's the first person. She got a college credit from Texas Rays Magazine. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So she used it as one of her, um, her for her marketing advertising class or something with her, her whatever her feel was, I forget. But I wrote her the letter of recommendation and all that stuff that she needed. And I gave her assignments and <laughs> all that Assignments? Stuff. Yeah, her assignments <laughs> were pretty much make the website and do all that <laughs> make stuff. The web, make yeah. the website assignment number one. Yeah. And yeah, she she was great. Do like, all the work, assignment number two. <laughs> yeah, an intern, right? <laughs> She's like, am I getting paid? Um, yeah, I get free tickets. <laughs> Shit. Right, yeah, that's, that's worth something. One hundred fifty dollars right? tickets ain't no yeah, joke. Yeah, that's no joke. Know? That's true. <laughs> Got a lot of recognition from it too. I mean, helped her grow as a person too. Yeah, and like um, that that I mean, with the magazine, like now. I think I got about ten people. We we circulate through people. Everybody's like, I want to, I want to work for it. I want to do this. I want to do this. You know, then they get into it and they just kind of dwindle off or phase off. And it's still, it's still your partying. You know, I get people are like, oh, you're you you're doing a magazine over there. It's still you're, you're associated with the party. So you have to be in that scene. You have to be up late and blah blah this and that. And people make a change. So when you get older, you kind of lose it, lose the vibe. So. I try to keep younger people that want to see, you know, oh my God, it's exciting. All right, come in, look at this. This is what we do. This is how you do it. Uh, I'll send you to a show. You pick your show you want to go to and let's fill out the media application and get you there. And that's what Text Rays Magazine has been doing recently. So you're, are they doing, they're doing like reviews or they're like, we do, write, a, do a write-up on? We do write-ups. We do reviews. Uh, we have after movies done. We just did a... 
We just did one for Huluween. My buddy Andrew out in uh, Dallas, he went to Huluween and he made an after movie, The People of Huluween 2018. And that was a damn good video from him. Uh, there's a girl right now, Jessica, I believe her name is, in out in Arizona. She just made a bunch of photos and after movie for some relentless beats they're doing out there. I think maybe TSO or somebody was out there on a the, on the bill. And stuff like that. Um, like I said, with the magazine stuff, it's bigger than I ever thought it would be. It's, <laughs> right? It's, yeah. It's, and That's dope, dude. I'm learning it. That's awesome. Trying to um, learn to monetize it. Yeah. You know, I want to put the stuff like that towards it. You know, uh, learn how to get money from it. Because you know? <laughs> I've been doing this for free for everybody. Just, yeah. you know, showing love to the scene. You put that in quotes, you know. Yeah. But I mean, that's a good start. Like you got to you got to build up an audience that way. I mean, yeah. organically, like that's the best way to grow. Yeah, and they're, they're like I said, we're being requested now. Um, it's not a party unless you got Texas Rays magazine involved. Let's put that out there. Okay. You know, if uh, if we're on the somewhere on the around there, it's gonna be a damn good party. Nice. Know? So, tell me about uh. You mentioned this earlier. I, I don't want to get unless you got unless I'm stepping on your toes on a on a Texas rave boost over there. Uh, uh no. I'm, I'm I wanted to, I wanted to ask about how you linked up with Watts. Uh, linking up with Michael Watts. Okay, so Michael Watts was my idol. Blah blah blah. We you know we all grew up listening to Michael Watts. Maybe Absolutely. you did. I don't oh, know. I, I definitely did. Hell I yeah. I used to listen to nothing but, like in high school, I listened to nothing but those fucking Swisher House. Chopped up George chopped Strait and Street. <laughs> <laughs> No, no chopped up George Strait. I never did like country, man. I love country. I, I don't I really still, fuck with country. I still can jam it. Just Like every once in a while, maybe listen to some, ironically listen to like some of that shit. Like, you know, still kind of like, like it has a certain appeal to me from like my childhood, but being, I just don't really fuck with it. Being a DJ, being music, uh, you you want it? Uh, you you just I don't know. Music just it takes me. Whatever kind of music, I feel it. Yeah, it, that's yeah. I can't stop any genre. I, I mean, I fuck with most, but country, I just can't. I can't Man. fuck with it. Man, it's so good. I got friends in <laughs> places. I got friends in bro places. God damn, bro. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we're linking up with Michael Watts. Anyways, uh, let me see. First time, okay, it was house. South by Southwest. Yeah, South by Southwest. Maybe like 2012, 2013, I think. And I'm running around town or whatever. And I think we're at Barcelona over here on Sixth Street in Austin, Texas. And they had a. Um, yeah, he was just getting in. He was doing a thing called Trill Step, and it was mixed with dubstep slash hip hop. And that was him and BMC. Uh, the producer that now lives in Denver. Anyways, they're starting a new genre called Trill Step. And Trill Step was pretty much slowed down, chopped up dubstep. <laughs> and uh, since I was being a promoter, you know, ho- hosting DJs and stuff, I was like, hey, let's bring Michael Watts in on this. <laughs> so I booked um, his under guy, BMC, first. Okay. And then I paid him to do a show in Waco, Texas. And he gets to the show, and we're on the passer, a fill pretty much. <laughs> And uh, he's like, damn, this is it? I was like, yep, this is it. Here's your money. <laughs> throw down. So he threw down for about 100-something people out in the field. And then um, that got me in with recognition with Michael Watts. I was like, you know what? I want Watts to come do it since he's spinning EDM now. Come on, Watts. Come do it, do a show with me, you know? So I call him up or whatever, and I have him host this show. Um, 
he did the Invincible show down. He, he did the Invincible show in College Station with me, and he tore it up. Like he went to uh, Northgate over there, and I was like, "Hey, man, here's your money." Just set blah him blah straight. blah. Uh, play him some EDM because <laughs> that's what they want. You know, this was hot, and he wrecked it. He, he wrecking being a good thing. Yeah. So wait, so like at that time, was he doing? A- in the college station show, was he really fucking with EDM at that point, or was that like he was you kind of were just like, to. yo, you gotta? He was starting to. He was doing his, you know, starting. like I said, he was doing his trill step. Okay, stuff. gotcha. I wasn't sure if that came after or not. Yeah, he was doing his trill step stuff, and okay. I kind of that helped him. Um, Man, I'm gonna have to check out that trill step. That sounds like it. Might, maybe I could fuck with. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's dubstep. It's old school though. Nobody even listened to dubstep and none of that stuff no more. You True. know, all that fell off. But yeah, but I think it'd be kind of cool to hear a slowed down like bass wobble. Yep. I bet that sounds that's so, interesting. Yeah, he produced a few albums with it, or whatever, or a few whatever you want to call them, EPs or something like that. He's got some music out under that genre. But anyways, start making some Michael Watts, and like we became great friends, you know, me and him. Uh, like he comes to Austin, he calls me up or whatever, and like during South by when I met him though, um, I was partying, I was partying. He was like, "Hey, King, whatever, blah blah, this and that, come party with me over here in Barcelona." So I show back up over there, and we're partying. And then his uh promoter, uh, International Green is what he goes by. He was like MC whatever with him, his side guy. Uh, he really enjoyed me, so he kind of helped me <laughs> help me stay with Michael Watts. Where he called me up, King, come through. We're doing this, so I come through and we party, and then you know they just start showing me a lot of love or whatever. So I started booking them, and I started booking them a lot. And I took them down to Corpus Christi one time. I took them to had them in Austin probably about four times myself. Uh, we did a Prince tribute set together, me and Michael Watts. <laughs> nice. When Prince died, yeah, he called That's me. Dope. He saw that I was doing a Prince show. He was like, yo, King, uh, let me get on this. So, yeah, he, he, he's like, uh, I mean, I'm purple. Like, yeah, I'm like, come on, let's go. Man. Come on, hurry up. I like, hurry up, get to Austin. I'm doing a show. It goes on. We go live at 9 o'clock. So he pulls up to Austin or whatever, and we play Prince all night at, uh, <laughs> at the venue downtown, 512 in Austin. And, yeah, um, also with Watts, we did uh, – I remember having them at a show one time in Corpus Christi, Texas, and it was a bunch of ravers out there, and this dude rolls his car in his tank. It was like a pond or whatever, like driving away, and he didn't see the edge of the bank, and he rolls his car. Now I'm like, what? The cops are about to be here. Let's go. <laughs> He's like, oh, shit, King. I just remember him grabbing all his shit, stacking his shit up in his car, and dipping out. And that was like one of the craziest things we ever did. Like that's funny. Yeah. Uh, did, but didn't y'all uh, just a few years ago put on a show? Something like it was. Uh, was it Thanksgiving? Was that you? Yep. That I can't was. Remember. Uh, yo. Oh yeah. I forgot about that one. We did Thanksgiving. Uh, me, Jack Swiss. Uh, shout out Jack Swiss. Uh, we brought down Afro Man and Michael Watts. Okay. Yeah. Damn. Forgot about that show. You were there, huh? I didn't. I never got to no, go. Bronson man. Bronson was there. Uh, yeah. Bronson probably went. Well, uh, I, I didn't get school. Yeah. For some reason, I didn't make it. I forget what night uh, night it was on or some cool, sh- something like that. Uh, but did you ever? I feel like was you was it was it just Watts or did you ever meet Ron C as well? Uh yes, yeah, so I'm OG Ron C. because uh, Ron C. Is uh, he just has I I have an affinity for the OG Ron C. I always have, yeah. 
uh, it's funny a while back like a long ass time ago I had somebody was tweeting it was on Twitter and like Ron C was saying something I was like oh no hands down the best chopping and screwing Ron C ever did was on uh, Eminem's The Way I Am I Am yes with that like little bell that little bell part I I was like this is the this was the track that is the shit it's the best (laughs) if you can find that little snippet I can't remember exactly where it is but that little like he like doubles up that bell that boom boom but he said, "Hold up!" Oh my god! <laughs> and the fr- yeah, those ad that is the, the ad libs. OG Ron C. But his ad libs too just were fucking hilarious. Always like, if the CD doesn't have the cover, the real cover, then you got fucked. <laughs> and he'd be like, "Bootleggers out here making copies, selling out the trunks." God, that that's classic. If you don't have the CD that say the real shit. Then it is not the real shit. Yes. Yeah, there we go. That's the one. One time. Fire. <laughs> he just chops it and brings it back. Shout out to OG Ron C, man. Yeah, for sure. Legend. I got to hang out with him at uh, Fader Fort. Oh, over here, uh, whenever we we were doing a faded port over there, I don't know how long we can play that can before they come after me for copyright. Know, right? Reach out through it. <laughs> They're the coldest. What's up, Acres? <laughs> I got that whole ad lib oh, memorized. Shit, there you go. Yeah, y'all y'all hear that? <laughs> but that that right there, uh, that's classic though. Yeah. But anyways, you hang out with OG Ron C. You got to meet him or whatever uh, at Fader Fort. My first time meeting him, and that was uh, we did the Pine Street Station before they tore it down. Right now, it's the Endeavor owns that big ass company. They're building a domain on East Fifth Street, right there where the old Fader Fort used to be. Okay, and all that. Yeah, we was there before they tore us down. Gentrification kicked in. Yeah, and anyways, that's where I got to meet OG Ron C. At and. Yeah, showed him love there. And then I, I kept up with him at a couple more shows then. And ESG, too. Man, oh, nice. Hang out with ESG <laughs> Damn, a lot, dude. too. Yeah. And, yeah, I got to go hang out with him. I mean, Mr. Poopy. You got some pictures from this from this era? Yeah, there's pictures on Instagram. Nice. I have uh, to dig through. Transition. Do I follow? I think I follow you. But yeah, yeah give, your, give your handle while I'm double checking. Check mine. out. Uh, it's... Transition T R A N Z Z I S S I O N on Instagram. Oh, yeah, I'm following you. Yeah, check it that out. That's another one called I Am Transition. Uh, if you scroll back to maybe like two thousand. Yeah, I got to just scroll for a minute. I'm just gonna be scrolling the rest of the podcast. <sighs> got like a thousand something pictures <laughs> on there, man. Uh, you scroll back, you see some pictures with me and my friend Miriam and OG Ron C. And then there's, there's pictures of me and Michael Watts together. There's a lot of video of me and Michael Watts out there. You do nice. On YouTube, if you um, hashtag We Party Harder on YouTube, you'll find all of my music. You can Google hashtag We Party Harder, and okay. that's all of my SoundCloud. It's my life under that hashtag now. I was the first person. I'm not even being cocky about it, but I was the first person to use a hashtag on Facebook. And people were like, you're an idiot. What are you doing? Why are you putting a hashtag in front of your words? I was like, I don't know. It just seems like it's going to kick off. But they're doing it on Twitter. Yeah, right. Why not on Facebook? Right. And I was deep into Facebook. You know, I was great. I'm social media, like crazy. I know it. I know the ins and out of it. 
Anyway, it started hashtagging We Party Harder. And if you go back, it's probably I'll probably the first person to hashtag We Party Harder. Now there's four or five other copycats out there trying to use it or whatever. I'll see and you you'll pull up some of their stuff. But like I said, I got that Google power. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag We Party Harder is my face. Fucking with the algorithm. Yep. That, that's all me. Nice. Man, that's awesome. You're like a guerrilla marketer and shit. Like, this is the kind of shit that I went to school for with a degree, and I'm like, I'm stuck in a cubicle. So, yeah. if you got room room for an intern, I don't know if I can... Shit, man. I don't know I if I can raise... Money. <laughs> I gotta make you some money. Uh, I, I'm honestly actually thinking about DJing myself as, DJ? as something on the side, you just to how? like... I, I haven't... Not really. I have, I have like... I have all the gear. I got a PA. I got a mix track. I got, you know, software. I got all that shit. Um... And I got, I got an ear for shit, but I don't have, like, the technical, you know what I mean? I'd have to learn how to count beats and, like, figure out all that kind of shit. Man, you don't even have to count beats. You just you feel the rhythm. Yeah. DJing. Well, I am white, too, so my sense of rhythm Whatever. doesn't we gave, always... We gave you a pass, man. <laughs> we gave you a pass a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, so you're in there. Fucking, but you on DJ, I'll teach you how. I'll give you some tips and pointers or whatever. You just Yeah, I mean, I got mics, I got a MIDI, I got, like, all the shit you need. I mean, it'd be better to have some CDJs or something, or at least some, like, some actual vinyl Man, tables. I do not like CDJs. Really? What do you like, What do you do DJing, when you spin? And the, and the people are like, you need to spin on CDJs. I mean, I spun, I got some, C, uh, some Technique 1200s in storage, but they're just so heavy. Yeah. There's no need to pull in them out. Right. I can uh, do that with Serato. Was a Technique twelve hundreds, but my I bought this DDJ by Pioneer, and Michael Watts had it. He was like, I was like, what's a good controller to buy? He's like, man, I just got this. It's easy. Blah blah this and that. Get one. I was like, if he got it, I'm getting it. I mean, one of the top people in the game. This is what he used to spin with. Right. Anyways, I got on that thing and I've learned it, and it's easy. And it's, I, I take it on the plane that went with the LA not too long ago. Put in my backpack. I put in my suitcase, and it fits in a suitcase. And it's I don't know compared to CDJs, you want to learn on something like that, the controller. Okay. Yeah, and uh, you got some to where you're just using Recordbox now, and uh, Recordbox is like your newest little. You remember um, what is the damn music platform they had a long time ago? Um, it was like iTunes. Anyways, it's just another form of music programming or how to sort your music car record box. Okay. And anyways, you, uh, put your, you put your music on the, um, thumb drives and run it through record box and you walk up, plug it in and you're into any CDJ now or a controller. They got a controller now you can use and just run it with your music on there. So Yeah. If you want to learn how to DJ, I can help you. You do you fuck with spinning vinyl at all? Uh, nope, nope. Just I mean, I heard I it's a different a animal, vinyl. but I got a bunch of vinyl. Um, I don't have any EDM vinyl. My that first, makes sense, right? Yeah, it just I never got into that part of it. It was I guess that missed that whole generation. EDM vinyl was nineties through I feel like middle two thousands. Then you got your CDJs. And I didn't really, like I say, start DJing until like 2012 or something. And controllers were hot then. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I've always played with music. Uh, my first thing for music uh, felt like what got me addicted to it or just DJing. My grandpa would work in the shop out there on uh, in Sister. And 
he had all these vinyls of Motown and blues and all this stuff. And I just remember being a little kid while he's working in the shop, doing whatever, leaving. I stayed constantly putting the records on, on the, on the turntable and kept the music going the whole time we were there. And that, that's kind of like what made me, Hey man, I'm good. I'm good. You know, I'm learning. I know, I know music. I got a good ear for it. I keep the vibe going. I know how to pick out the hot tracks, you know, I'm playing George Benson, Ray Charles, James Brown, all that kind of stuff. He had Al Green, whatever, old Motown stuff. And he had some BB King and stuff like that. And I got all of his wax or his vinyls or whatever in my storage right now. Yeah. So all those vinyls I used to play on, I still got those. Mm-hmm. And uh, with the with the spinning vinyls though, it, it's it's just a lot of it's a lot of shit to carry. I'm already <laughs> I'm already feeling like I'm too old just to be carrying around this damn controller. So I, can, I get it while people walk around with a little thumb drive. Yeah. Plug in. Bam. Right. That's it. It's so convenient. Yeah. I mean, people that walk around with vinyl records still, man, y'all are. That's a lot to hold, right? My back hurts. <laughs> um, what what's what are you doing like these days? Like, what have you? What does your music sound like? Would you say, or what? What stuff do you? I went enjoy? back to hip hop. Okay. Um, going back to hip hop. I was EDM for a while. It has, and I got deep into the house music. I went out to do Love Circle in uh, November, and I was asking people, "What do y'all want to hear?" They wanted some drum and bass, so I dropped the drum and bass mix out for them. Um, but like I said, since late last year, uh, now middle actually is summer last year, I made a hip hop mix or whatever when the uh, the extension dude died. And then I also got a hip hop mix. Uh it's called Hippie Hop. And if you can name all the tracks in there, I'll give you a hundred bucks. There's <laughs> over a hundred tracks in this one mix. Uh and it goes through I call it Hippie Hop, a sale through the South. And it starts off with um SPM high so high. <laughs> first track and it goes into big mo then it goes into your big hawk and then it just goes to dj screw and it goes to atlanta and then it goes to new york and it goes to west coast and it comes back to texas you hit midwest but this mix is hippie hop um h-i-p-p-y hop check that out when you got time name all the tracks i give you the money but it's that old school music you know, one you reminded me of some shit I'd like to listen to. I'd like to track down some Charlie Boy and those tracks. Remember that? <laughs> Charlie Boy? Yeah. There was Adam, some good shit. He had that. What, what do you call himself? Oh, man. The versatile child. <laughs> That's what it is. Charlie Boy. He'd be singing. He did the fuck action shit, too. That was OG oh, man. Run. The fuck See? action stuff. Uh-huh. Yes. That's the greatest. I still, there's that one album they did, the fuck action 20, maybe. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of the tracks. It was like um, Maxwell, or like no, it was D'Angelo. How does it feel? Oh man, that it was, was on there. Great. That's um, a good track right there. It Regardless. was that one. How does it feel? It was like Donnell Jones, where I want to be. It was Jagged Edge, um, Promise, <laughs> get, and shit oh, like that. Let's get married. Remember that one? <laughs> but yeah, that's a that's a man. One of my I walk around CDs. with a um, with my hard drive, pretty much go. I probably got about 40,000 tracks on deck at all the time. And it's like, 
you get lost in the sauce. You can't even play. You only play probably like right. 30 tracks <laughs> right. before you set. And then you're tired. So I got so much music, I'll never see it again. Uh, shout out to Michael Watts because he gave me all of his music. I have all of the Houston classic music, everything that Michael Watts spent. Nice. I got his whole library. He gave it to me. He was like, I'm showing you love. And <laughs> I remember this. We were doing a show for South by Southwest called a Green Oasis. He gave me all of his music. So, yeah. I was <laughs> sitting on all of Michael Watts' music. Uh, stereo version, the clean version, the ed- unedited versions, and like all the different versions with so all like his cue all, points in like it. all the fucking Swish House everything. Chopped and screwed. The fucking archives, basically. Yes, that's everything. dope. You should. You need to make a copy of that shit. Put that up on the cloud somewhere. This is this is music history that needs to be I would, saved for the people. That's his music. Oh, that's. I guess that's true. Yeah, I don't know if you want to give it away yet. True, but yeah. I, I don't know something on like your own private backup at, at the very least. Maybe you know on what Spotify, so y'all can go play it. Something. Yeah. So it doesn't get lost. You know what I mean? If that hard drive craps uh, out, got, that's a lot, a lot of shit two lost. Of them. You got two? I, okay. got, I got one sitting in storage, a two terabyte hard drive with it on there. Then I got a terabyte hard drive. And then I mean, I go back to Michael Watts and say, hey, I need this music again. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yo, bro, give me this music. So, um, yeah. But you've been mentioning South by Southwest, <clears throat> and I, it, you know, it's coming up in a couple of weeks. Do you? Do yeah. you have some shit going on? Yeah, I'm going to be rolling around with Jack Swiss, uh, the dude I did Afro Man show with a long okay. time ago. Um, he's got uh, the Close Out Smoke Out tour. Anyways, he got this little band. We went to go pick it up yesterday, but it's not finished getting wrapped. It's called Herb- Herbicore. Herbcore. H-E-R-B-C-R-E. Anyways, he's dressed up like a little nugger bud. <laughs> and we're going to be driving this little big Japanese van downtown and selling music on these little jars of... Uh, He's got a C. Uh, he's gonna have CBD weed in it. Okay. Pretty much legal weed in the jar. It's clear, and so it looks like you're getting bud. And uh, on the top of the the little cork is a USB, so it comes with your music on there. Oh, so that's he's cool. gonna have his tracks that's on smart. there too. Okay. Yeah. That's dope. So and, you know, hit them both left and right or whatever. So we're gonna be doing that for him for South by Southwest, and uh, we're also uh, is he doing any showcases? Uh yeah, he's doing the closeout smokeout at um you know where the old Clearport used to be? Okay, uh, no, so Clearport is gonna be East Sixth Street, pretty much Sixth Street and Red River. Okay. Yeah. Over there by uh that shoe store. This is a really nice shoe store, this green. If you've been down you go to shoe stores a lot, maybe? Not really. Anyways, this I mean I do fuck with shoes, but most yeah. of my shit I I buy online. I fuck with flip flops. <laughs> right? Yeah, I got flip flops on now too. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. That's how I do it. Kicking old school. On a Sunday. Yeah. Recording a podcast. Taking it. it back. Right. Yeah. Uh, anyways, for uh, South by Southwest, doing uh, something with Famstar too. Uh, if uh, you get the information now, we're probably going to be having a bridge party. So keep your eyes open for Lamar Pedestrian Bridge. Uh, it's going to be a renegade party. Like as always, and we go out there, set generators up, and set tables up, and we're gonna spend some music. And yeah, I'll come catch us at that bridge party. I remember one time we had about four or five hundred people. The whole bridge was just swaying, swaying. Yeah, That's wild. Exactly. So we're gonna try to have another one. Last time I did a bridge party, they shut us down real quick. <laughs> yeah, real quick. They start bitching. Austin, man, they're losing it. The music. 
Can't play music loud here no more. Yeah, I guess too, if you're not, if you're playing outside, you have to stop at midnight also. Yeah. I've been shut down on 6th Street DJing, uh, playing music too loud. <laughs> yeah, in the club. I'm like, seriously? 6th Street, huh? Oh, shit. They like, don't give you a out. warning either. They just like come unplug they your shit. Your, no, they write you a ticket. Damn. Yeah. I didn't get there. I got a warning. But I've seen a buddy of mine get a ticket. They don't give the they don't like ago. give the venue the ticket and then they um, like Well, you see this thing with a nook, huh? Uh so Nook, the bar downtown, uh when the Westing got built, um okay. they didn't put in the windows like uh, yeah. they were told them to. Now everybody's doing noise complaints against that venue right there. And okay. they've made a whole bunch of rules. With the sound and shit like that, the cops go over there and get Man, noise complaints. Fucking lame. It's fucking lame. It's it's <laughs> it's downtown Austin. It is Sixth Street. Like Austin is no longer on. the live music capital of the world. Quote me on that. <laughs> it's not. It's not. Go to Denver. Music blasting. Yeah. Downtown. Loud. Austin. It's loud, but it's obnoxious. <laughs> you know, it's just people playing music. It's not really jumping. You know, you don't have your live music. I mean, we see what South by like this year. Not going to lie, I'm getting burnt out on it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I imagine after a decade in it. Yeah. Ten year years. Year after year. South by Southwest. I mean, it's, it's lost his, it's lost his, South by Southwest was the first, you know, it was an entity. You know, we come in here, we, everything South by Southwest, official, blah, blah, this and that. Now, no longer, Everybody's doing crazy shows wherever they can do a show. We're doing a show at the bridge. Don't forget to come to the bridge party. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, just like nobody follows the rules no more. And I think that's what's killing the Austin music scene. You know, there's I feel like there should be some kind of rules to them to how you're putting your music out there and when you're playing your music and you know and it's not. Everybody is so much. Everybody wants to have a show. And there's show, shows on top of shows on top of shows. So you can't even see all the music. So you might have one of your favorite bands sitting over here with 50 people in the venue. Because nobody even heard about the damn show. Or, you know, right next door there's another show. You, know, you can't keep up with all the music here. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, I think, what's killing it. It's saturated. You know. But other than that, man, for South By... Yeah, that's what I'll be doing, riding around in that van. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna have to and, keep my eyes out for that shit. And uh, maybe I got my microphone with me, so I'm gonna pull up somewhere and just plug <laughs> my microphone and do some MCing. I'm getting back into MCing. Nice. Yeah, like I said, getting back into hip hop um, instead of DJing as much, because DJing, you know, you you play a long set for DJing. It's an hour long. You know, that's what people want to hear. I'll be making a new mix here, a hip hop mix, probably the next three four days. And I'll put it out on my SoundCloud. Uh, hashtag We Party Harder on SoundCloud. You'll find my music. Vincent King Gutierrez. Uh, King Deep Beats. All that stuff. But anyways. Uh, yeah. Gonna do some MC and pull a microphone out. And start that old school hip hop. A hip to the hop. And it don't <laughs> stop. Everybody move with me. Move with Jam me. Master move with K-I-N-G. Yeah. So just been. also been making a lot of uh, just recording music. Stuff like that. I put the little music video out. This is what I do. You see that? No. I haven't seen it yet. Of course, he don't keep <laughs> up with the music. 
He says he's a fan. He's not a fan. I I never I never, said, never, I was, said, I never said I was a fan, bitch. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. He's like, I know this dude though. We go back, but you know. Uh-huh. But I looked I'll look it up, man. Yeah. Well, I'll put I'll put this, this is what I do. I'll put the links. I'll put all your links in the show notes and all that shit to signal boost for sure. Don't oh, you, don't you worry, my friend. It. I know you got all these damn followers. <laughs> Help me out, man. Shit. Network. I need your network too. <laughs> my network is pretty small, but I think um, you got some, they're dedicated, probably. Yeah, <laughs> enough to if they listen I mean, to my crazy ass shows. I mean, who knows? You know, most people probably ain't listen to all of them or even half of them. That's a lot of, a lot of a shit. Lot of information. There's probably at least one or two people that listen to everyone. Maybe I don't I, know. I did a documentary the other day too um, with a guy over here in Austin. He did a video documentary of me, and it was more or less uh, about house music. And we did a show when Ethics was still open. Okay. And he recorded there about just a night following me and getting ready for the show and doing a house music set, you know. And and Austin right now is still with your EDM is on that house music Los Angeles style. They want to be LA so bad, you know. So everything LA is playing, Austin is trying to play. So they're bringing out like Desert Hearts and you know. Your destructo and just house music like that. That deep house music is what's playing in the venues now, you know. So, I've been. Uh, my vision for my own shit is to like mix. I want to like sample, um, maybe like some Black Sabbath, like some kind of heavy fucking those dark riffs, and somehow maybe like mix that into like maybe something like a dark house sound or industrial vibe. Or even like a hip hop and like sort of kind of mash that kind of vibe, but more of like the overall sound being like a dark fucking like the world's dark ending. wave stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, um, like some heavy that kind of shit. I remember um, you're with the numbers in Houston. No, it was a uh, like a venue play music like that. Um, yeah, because I'm kind industrial of industrial uh, sound. I, What's your sound? Name 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 like. Three DJs or whatever. I mean, I don't really... See, that's the thing is I don't really listen to DJ music too much, no. specifically. I mean, uh, I, I still listen to... You know, I listen to hip-hop a lot. I listen to... Uh, where are you jamming right now? I mean, there's nothing new that's all that great that I'm into, but I mean, I you know, I like kind of the... I like the trap. I mean, I love Future, um, you know, 2 Chains, yeah. Lil Wayne. That's what's in your radio um, right now? Rich, Rich the Kid, like yeah. that kind of stuff. Uh, who else? I feel like I'm leaving somebody out. Young Thug. Bad Baby. I don't see. I don't catch me outside, girl. Oh, <laughs> you see, her? she's got a. She's got. I heard right. that she had a, uh, she got a an Grammy. album, but she got a gr- what? I think she got a Grammy. Are you fucking serious? For sure, damn. <laughs> yeah, she's damn pretty, pretty damn good. See, I, I don't really pay attention to the wider music scene. I'm just kind of like in my own, yeah, exploration, going I, down different I routes. Stay, I stay on YouTube and I stay uh, New Music Fridays on. Sound, I don't know Spotify too. Whatever, like I, I listen to everything, see what people are doing, see which way music's going. Yeah, we're running out of shit. We're running out of music to talk about. We're running out of same. We're talking about the same thing, I guess. I mean, you ever fuck with? Uh, you ever listen to that like noise music? I went to like a noise show Bow. during South by Merge Bow, whatever. I went to a noise show during South by, <laughs> uh, maybe about three years ago, and straight noise just. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you hear just a few words in the right. background. Yeah. You know, schizo, schizo music. That's what I call it. You know, you got to be, 
<laughs> hear some voices in your damn head to just go through that whole show. Right. Yeah. It's just, it's a whole, you went to a show, what? That's what you're into? Oh, no. I just heard about it on yeah, on that, the online, man. Have you ever been to a show? I never have been to a new go show. Go to a show and you understand what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, well, no. I mean, I've listened to the fucking, like oh. like I said, Merge Bow and some of the, a couple of the, like Sun O, like that kind of shit. Uh, I've had some exposure to. Have you heard of Itchio? Itchio is a... Uh, I think it's like 35 members in the band or whatever, or a group or whatever the hell. This dudes with megaphones on their back and people with like, uh, like a CB kind of walkie-talkie, whatever, microphones. And they're making like weird, weird sounds. And the whole group is like 35 <laughs> people, people drumming, people playing noise instruments over here. And the whole, and they're all around the whole venue. So the whole, whole show is just like rocking. But then there's the white noise in the background, <laughs> and you're like, man, I tell you what, you're tripping, you're right? Going, yeah, you're like, what the <laughs> fuck is? Yeah, I went to uh, it was at um, they had one at um, damn, what's the venue at um, Empire, maybe about a year ago, and I went to go see them. First time I saw them was Art Outside, and I was like, man, it blew my mind. So I had to check <laughs> them out again. Yeah, Itchio, you ever get a chance to check okay. them out? Yeah, I T C H Y O. I mean, I like to dig through the obscure, like, the, I mean, that, that, like, niche kind of shit is really generally what appeals to me. Like, if there's a genre like rap, I want to go, like, I'm usually drawn to the most niche People's in that sad, corner of the rap, sad rap right now. Or the mix, like, you know what I mean? Or if it's, like, rock, maybe not so much rock, but, like, psychedelic, that kind of shit. Uh, Young Lean is coming back to South by Southwest. You heard of them? Yeah. Uh, out of Switzerland, so they're kind of one of the headliners for South by this year. I saw them when they were here about two, three years ago, and uh, when they did the show at Mohawk, and that's that sad boy music, you know. So that's kind of what's hot. That's sad boy rap right now. Yeah, I'm probably yeah. too old. Like I don't know. I'm just can't connect with. I'm I'm getting too old for these kids' music, but yeah, some of it at least. Oh man, don't don't stay <laughs> don't stay stuck with the music, man. Don't let don't stay stuck in the music. Uh, I feel like that happened. That happens to people though. They stay stuck in the music and they only listen to certain things. And if you let that happen to you, I mean, you're gonna start looping. <laughs> you just yeah, same thing over and over and over. Right. Yeah. Keep your mind open. Keep listening That's to true. sounds. Uh, keep keep try to stay up with new music because music moves the world. I mean, that's the sound of what the people are putting out, and people put out what they feel and what's going on around them. That's true. And, you know, Couldn't worldly music. Yeah. I mean, you need to probably put on some K-pop <laughs> so you know what's going on in Korea. Right. <laughs> Start jamming K-pop when I leave. <laughs> like, burp, 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 shit like that. I mean, as far as fashion, Korea is doing some dope dope things right now. I just did Awesome Fashion Week for the magazine. I saw that, too. I, I'm glad you brought that up because I... Wasn't even gonna ask you about it. Yeah, that was uh, that was fun. That was the second time. What'd you do? You just kind of emceed or what? No, I was uh, doing it for media for the magazine, Texas Rays magazine. Oh, okay, I got yeah. you. So you got some, so got I like got a to cover media it. pass. Okay. Yeah, and then uh, like I said, rocking, rocking the fashion now. Uh, people want me to wear their shit. That's dope. It's getting crazy. Uh, like I can't yeah. getting some merch. You don't. You're not technically or not merch, but I feel like whenever people say, "Oh, these people are artists," you know, people look at people like they're rich. You know, like yeah. that. I feel like I'm rich already because everything is free. <laughs> I mean, you go anywhere and everything is free, and it's not like I want people to give me shit. But 
people give me a lot of shit. And I'm like, well, I got too much shit now. You know, at the end of South by Southwest, I'll be loaded up with a bunch right. of shit. True. And people were just like, damn, I don't want no more shit. <laughs> too much material shit, you know? You know, that's got my rich now. I don't go anywhere for free, you know? And the people want me to wear their shit. Free clothes, you know? Free, free whatever, free food, free everything. You know, come come be here. Come stay with me. Come do this, you know? Well, what do you think, uh, back to Austin Fashion Week, like what was the, what do, what do you think, like, was it, what was the coolest thing you saw, or like what high point? High point. What's that? Mm. Oh, wait, you awesome mean high point? Week. I got well, you. One of my right. friends. Uh, <laughs> I thought maybe it was a brand you're talking about. Oh or no, no, no. <laughs> uh, the high point of the show. Uh, what really, really moved me, I guess, for this Austin Fashion Week, I, I got to see people from last year, and then like they, they look at me like, oh my god, you know, you see these old people that have been in the fashion scene or whatever and just Austin you know you never would you know coming from Flatonia Texas you know you don't expect people right to come up to you and you got these old white people just come up to you <laughs> and they love you just put out there old white people love me and like oh, oh my god look at your hair blah, 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 blah. come here take a picture with me uh, old white ladies blah, blah, blah. oh my god you know, it's like what? Jesus Christ yeah what so anyways the fashion week uh with high point though my friend uh Willa Wren, black teeth, I mean, sorry, white teeth, black lungs is her name of her, her brand. And she got to show her own clothes this year at the fashion show. And I remember last year when I met her, she was in this rut, in a slump. And it was, I was like, yo, I don't even really know you, but come on, girl, get the fuck up. Get up. You can do this. Let's do something, you know? And I gave her that boost, that pump, I think. That's just a person and she showed her shit this year in Austin Fashion Week, you know, and I see the transformation from she was already doing shit. Yeah. But she was in that rut. Right. And I think I gave it that you know, motivation. I'm very great at giving people motivation. And it's weird too. That's another thing. So yeah, that's a high point for me for Austin Fashion Week. You You're know? gonna write a a fucking motivational book now that you're gonna that's your next yes yeah, your next gen your next thing you're gonna be like 40 you're gonna go on book tours and be like oh yes i was a i, I was an edm yeah. promoter and a disc jockey and master of ceremonies i i uh, old white women were taking pictures with me it was, the, it was that's terrible. autobiography <laughs> or whatever this name autobiography that's if you write your own so yeah i gotta get somebody to write mine that's get that ghost writer I gotta have a, yeah, call me Drake. <laughs> I got ghostwriters. <laughs> Damn, Drake. <laughs> Fucking. Uh, I mean, everybody, dude, everybody does that shit. I want, Except for me, all of my rhymes are all, fuck, I write all my own shit. Just you so, write? I, no, not really. I'm just fucking around. Oh, well, damn. <laughs> I'm like, you write. I got a mic. Let's record something. I mean, I, I could. Let's drop a beat freestyle right now. Uh, I can't. I can't do that. <laughs> can't flow. No, no, definitely not on the podcast. It's too much. It's like the uh, the mini desk concerts. You I'm more like uh, I could probably come up with some like corny ass, like joke joke rap kind of shit. Maybe off, Man, the, off the top of my dome, but that's it. I think you could do it. I mean, I need. Remember, I need. I, I could definitely do it. I have a pretty decent vocabulary and like I love rhymes and shit. And I don't. Are you on Twitter, by the way? Yes, I'm You're on, on Twitter. Twitter. Yeah, I need um, to. Fool, I need to fucking find you. And you I'm, need to follow me because 
my posts are just off they're crazy you might not be able to find me though Uh, they uh, put me in twitter jail today oh they shut down my ability for other people um i posted well i posted two things that i think it could be one was i posted at howard schultz the uh the former starbucks ceo that's trying to run for president and i was like he posted some shit and i was like oh yeah that poking (laughs) poking people yeah, that you know, stirring the fire. Sometimes I'll, you know, you I just, I just hate. I fucking hate that guy. Yeah. For one, I hate uh, that fucking Starbucks guy. guy? The, yeah, the you know. I don't really know too much about him. Well, whatever he's the he was created. Anyways, founded Starbucks and he wants to run for president and all this shit. And he's posting all this like I don't. He's just fucking trash. He's trying to say that he's, he's a chump, he's man. Trying to say that he's like pro world, pretty much pro help everybody shit. I know Starbucks is running he, the show and they're fucking, their, they're fucking the world over. He's trying to be basically the midpoint between Trump and like the most conservative Democrat that there is, yeah. which isn't much difference between those two. Like, you know what I mean? There's not a big gap in there. And he's trying to appeal to like the center or whatever. Like, being, I feel like you can't be, we go political real quick. I feel like you can't be. Democrat, if you were to say maybe if you own Starbucks, you, you're fucking rich. You you do everything the Republican would do. I feel like you know, oh yeah, I no feel doubt like he should be Republican, right? You or know, if he wants to run as a probably fucking, don't even pay taxes, right? But oh yeah, I mean we could talk about this too because I've gone like mad radical since we. I mean I, you know I've always always probably been a little bit wild kind of a dude but uh as far as my politics over the last several years have gotten way more Deep. radical i'm like anarchist now that's where i'm at no you don't want any of it uh i mean i'm like anarcho-communist so yeah. abolish the state abolish capitalism and like let there be real like democracy and let's limit hierarchy as much as possible because i mean to I- me hierarchy like oppression is within hierarchy it doesn't matter like if you work in a job at mcdonald's and your fucking man shift manager is a dick and they'll treat you like shit like that's oppression if you're a woman you're experiencing misogyny if you're gay you're experiencing this or transphobia all that like fuck all of that shit it's all bullshit see a thing we we're got, all people like let's live uh you know that's you know that's what burning man wants to be yeah you know? exactly and that's but, a good example but i think even burning a, man maybe has gotten but here's corporatized. the thing with that yeah, <laughs> even with being corporatized it's it's clicks you can't stop clicks yeah you can't stop same-minded individuals from joining together and trying to do their thing together and they, people that think alike will click up and then that's where you got your Factions your waiver yeah you you know that's you're Democrats or you're Republicans or whatever you want to call it. They think alike. Yeah. They want the same end goal. Right. So small cliques start wanting the same end goal. They just grow and got bigger and bigger and bigger. And then you got your Democrats and you got your Republicans. Or you you can have your, I'm running for king. <laughs> I, I'm running for president. King 2028. Hashtag king 2028. Follow that shit. Why not, why not, 20, why not 2020? Because just be, uh, you know, you throw a. I don't think I'm old enough yet. You have to be 35. You're right. Yep. Okay. Um, My bad. And then I I'll can't be, do math. Yeah, I'll be 44 <laughs> in 
And that just sounds like a good number. And then, sounds like a responsible age. You'll, give you'll a, be on your, you'll be done with your book tour yeah, by then. I'll be done making music. <laughs> All these women will leave me alone. <laughs> All so, the old white women yeah, will leave you alone. I can never <laughs> concentrate on what I really need to do in life. Politic and right, run the country. Exactly. There you go. Uh, I mean, if Donald Trump can do it, man, why why I, not you? I say at least it, you're like a legit. It'll give it more time to man. wash out the uh, wash out the bullshit. Yeah, what's about to happen with the rest of this? We're gonna take about ten years to wash this bullshit out. What's going on right now? To oh, clean up the country. I don't know. I uh, think it's only gonna I get think, worse. I think we got to um, I want to talk about this too with you uh, today. I think we got a. Uh, a depression coming on. Oh, it's... 2027 is my prediction. Oh, less than that, uh, Be dude. out of Sooner the country by 2027. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Be somewhere. Maybe not out of the country, but be prepared by I think 2027. Your, your instincts are right that... We're on that I, I think as well that once the next economic situation happens, it's going to be fucking wild. We, Shit is going to be crazy. Regardless, like, there's going to be the people in the streets. Loops. You know, we loop. Yeah, uh, but look at the world as loops. We're on a hundred year loop, twenty year loops. Also with music, whatever. In a hundred year loop, uh, right War now one. we're in the roaring twenties. Look War at one, it. World War Two. Either a, way, it ain't good. We're in the roaring twenties. We's legalized. Yeah, you know we got fucking music. Everybody's living life. Times are great right now. Honestly, people were like, well, for some people, <laughs> people, yeah, for some people. That I mean, a lot of people are fucked up right now, man. If it's way to, yeah, a lot of people are high. <laughs> a lot of people are low. A lot of people are like suffering from the stress of the fucking chaotic ass world that we live in. I, I feel like you know, with that, it's still easy right now to just live if you want. If you want to, if you want to go out and get it right now, is no excuse to do what the fuck you want to do. There's, it's pretty much. Anarchy right now. I'm not even lying. I'm not, I mean, there's rules, there's laws, there's fucking a police waiting to shoot my black ass if I fuck up. But there's still, hey, if there's a way to make money right now, go get it. Look at our president. I mean, it's corrupt as shit right now. Go I mean, make money. It's always right been now. corrupt, though. It's always been corrupt. That's the thing is, it's, it, it's, it's nothing it's, new. It's coming to a head. It's nothing new what's happening with Trump. He just is the he is unmasking what has been hidden. Yeah. The whole time. He's, he's showing it's me. always been fucking corrupt and cronyism and whatever and buying people off. But See, they just we, don't give a fuck anymore. They don't worry about offending people anymore. It's just full on like dick out capitalism. It's it's to the point to where uh, as far as me, hey, I want to run for president in 2020, like I said. Uh, <laughs> fucking if we King. go if we go into a thing. Gang. In 2027, if we go into a depression like a, a, a C happening... It ain't going to ha- take that long, dude. It'll be here in like two or three years. Yeah, I think we got a little... I think... I look at it as far as 1919, 100 years ago, 2019. Um, I speed it up a few, a little bit, you know, <laughs> kick off uh, a few years. And when did the depression hit? Uh, 29. Pretty much. 29, 30, somewhere in there. So, let's speed up a couple of years. You <laughs> want to get out comfortable? Get out of here or be prepared by 2027. Anyways. Uh, so, where where is your advice? Where would where, be, where would you flee to? I've been really 
looking at that uh, as far as what were the good places in the world that didn't really have war. You got your islands. You got your, I want to go south. I want to go like south. What you, like South, south America. America? Like where? Costa Rica? I've always, I've always had a call for Brazil. Brazil? I I, dude, been. Brazil is not a good... I don't think you want to go to Brazil right now either. Hey, the women are still nice. I mean, yeah, but you got a lot of crazy shit. You got that... Uh, the new president of Brazil, Jair Bolsonaro, is like an open fascist. He's wild. He's crazy. He's, you don't want to go to Brazil. You want to go to some place like Costa Rica or Panama or... My, uh, I don't know. Girl, whatever you call her. Go to New she, Zealand. She's in the Vision Festival right now. Go to Australia. And New Costa Zealand. Rica. And New Zealand's hot. Yeah. That way you're on the other side of the planet from all the crazy shit. It's going to go down. You should go to Africa. Nobody wants to fuck with Africa. It broke. I mean, I, I say go South America, though, because it's still lush down there. Still got a lot of resources. Uh, just be between the middle Americas and South <laughs> America. I'll go to me- deeper Mexico. I mean, nobody really fuck with Mexico. I mean, they, they're living pretty nice out there. I go to Mexico. I mean, the, the rich people live nice everywhere, though. I say that when a wall is built, I still want to be on the other side of the wall. So you don't, as far as you don't want to get back into the U.S.? I don't really, I mean, I'm on probation right now. When that shit's over, I'm able to travel. And if, hey, if I go and I'm loving it, I don't know if I want to come back, you know. Family's gone, pretty much. I got brothers and sisters or whatever, but I don't really fuck with them too much <laughs> like that, you know. Yeah. So just living life, pretty much. If I get to somewhere where I'm enjoying it, I'm just staying. Yeah. Come bring me back if you want me back. Yeah. <laughs> Extradite your Exactly. They'll probably find a reason to bring my ass back. <laughs> well, he owns some on back taxes. They're going to find, yeah. yeah, you and you and Julian Assange, both of y'all. The WikiLeaks dude Wiki, and you Wiki. on the same plane. That's what's happening. Oh, man. It just... I got to get back to run for president. <laughs> I got to be back over here. When the shit hits the fan, somebody's going to have to lead these motherfuckers to freedom. <laughs> so I'm going to have to say, hey, come over here. Get your shit together. It's going to be all right. Quit crying. Stand the fuck up. You know, let's go out here, dig a goddamn garden. Fucking learn how to live. We're not play, stupid. We're not idiots. Let's get some water. Play some hot tracks while it's going on to motivate the people. Yeah. Get them. Get them moving. Like get yeah. those. Y'all, y'all remember music? Y'all remember that shit? It's going to be okay. Come on. Let's sing. Get the fuck up. We're going to be all right. You know, that's my motivation for people. We're going to be all right. Did you forget how to live whenever the world lost its dollar? Whenever everything, all the money fell? Like, in the, if a depression kicks in, what happens? If a depression kicks in, the dollar is gone, right? That's pretty much what's happening. No money to spend. You don't need no money already. If you really look at it, all you have to do is eat. All you have to do is shit. I mean, you don't really need money to do anything. Yeah. I mean, damn, you know, I don't get too crazy on it. King 2028, man. King 2028. I'll lead you to freedom. My 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 slogan already is pissing me off. I already know. It's just pissing me off. Everything's going to pissing me off. God damn, you know. How y'all going to let this shit happen to us? It's pissing me off. Come on, stand up and just just live. I, I know we all need to get out this damn planet together. I know that's one thing. Are you talking about going to Mars or what? Yeah, if they, I, I signed up. You signed up I, for I, Elon I, Musk or what? I tried to put in some kind of. I remember one day I was just. You tried to put in the high. Konami code. I was high one day. I was like, yeah, fucking 
let's see what I got to do for Mark. I start trying to Google it and fill out any, <laughs> put my name on whatever I could put in email, whatever. Send me shit when it comes down to it. If I can go to Mars, I'm going to Mars. Straight up. I'm out. <laughs> Bye. I don't care. Yeah. yeah you're going to be fucking this. singing songs, terraforming Mars. Yeah. It's some wild oh, shit. <laughs> singing slave songs and shit. <laughs> Building ditches in Mars. Oh, man. Building I don't canals. think we'll be that deep. Uh, far into Mars yet? I don't know. I don't think well, we'll get to Mars in by the time of my lifetime. I don't know. You never know. If depends on if society can survive or civilization doesn't collapse. We're in uh, idiocracy right now. I mean, make sure we got our. But that's right. the thing. We we we've been in idiocracy, and they just there's been a veil. Our eyes are open better now. We see that shit with social media. It's harder to hide all the. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. people been getting killed by the cops. Like, it's not, it ain't nothing new. Yeah, we got... You yeah, know what I mean? Watts, now people just know. Watts. People 1990s. know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, there's always shit. Like, back in the day, it was easy. they wouldn't even care. They just, I mean, now they have you at... Now they will have you on video, and getting they don't killed. care. And they, they're like, oh, look, boom, I killed him. They yeah. still get off. Most, so, most imagine verses, when, the, when the cameras weren't there, you think there weren't plenty of people just getting just... Yeah. Yeah, they're clocking people left and right. You know what I mean? mean I, I got deep into a conspiracy thing. I was maybe high, whatever. <laughs> Fucking high shit. Got start got start running into that conspiracy shit on YouTube or whatever. And I saw that they trying to like eliminate a few million people by 2025 or something like that. Lots of millions of people were going to be trying to wipe them out, trying to depopulate. You know. Making a way for, I guess, uh, they, they're figuring out our resources are running out. So we're depopulating. If people out in the streets ain't out in the streets for no reason, you know, when the fucking floods and shit hit, you know, they're not getting flooded for no reason. You know, people, they, they leave your ass out there to die. And it's kind of survival of the fittest right now. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's how it is. And, you know. It's only going to, and I only see it getting worse. Yeah. In my, in my personal opinion, but. I don't want to get too gloomy yeah, on you. Don't, yeah, don't, I mean, don't on so, this gloomy ass Sunday. I've been gloomy, but you, you know, do at but, least. But that's the thing, though. King twenty twenty eight. I'm gonna lead you <laughs> ass to free. Don't be too gloomy, man. We're gonna be all right. You're gonna be Black Moses. You gotta keep on fighting. Are you do be... not stop fighting. That's the <laughs> damn thing. You know, not necessarily fighting physically. Keep on fighting spiritually. You know, keep on going. Because I mean, the fuck you gonna stop for? If shit hits the fan, what you gonna do? What you gonna do, Cooper? Shit hits the fan um, tomorrow. I'm probably going to die. You're going to die? Yeah. Zombie. Probably. Hey, is the zombies come? I'm running. I'm scared. Man, fuck I hate that. zombies. I, I don't, I'm too tired to run, man. I'm just going to like put a bullet in my head. Boom. No, I don't want to have to deal with it. I'm already stressed out enough as it is. I, I can't handle it. Come fucking make some music or something <laughs> I, <laughs> on my side. You know, you know, come, I got something you can do for what me. What the fuck we, are we going to pl- do? something. Listen, what the fuck are we going to plug a USB into once the world ends, dude? There ain't going to be any... And the I mean, world's not going to end. You think it's just going to be gone? I mean, it'll shit's, be like... Shit's still going to be laying around. <laughs> the TV over there is just not going to yeah, disappear. But there's not going to be any electricity to run that shit. I got a generator. <laughs> <laughs> shit. That gas is going to run out too. I got All that shit's going to run out and then you're going to be what? It's going to be like what? The Go Walking Dead? Power. The Walking Dead in this bitch? If we got no electricity though, I mean, I've went without no electricity. I, I did do it. Yeah, with the Burning Man shit, whatever. I oh, mean, I guess we, that's true. We still got electricity. We live nice out there. I ain't gonna lie. 
We we're, we're fucking. That's we, actually that's, AC in the desert. I'm glad I'm you could. I'm glad you mentioned Burning Man because tell me like tell me some wild Burning Man stories. At least one. Uh, wild Burning. Doesn't Man. Doesn't have to be too wild, but give me just know, some right? maybe something good. Uh, something good that you can tell that uh will know, right? tickle the the listeners' ears. Um. Wild Burning Man story. I remember last year, a couple of years ago, I hijacked a damn. Uh, you hijacked something. <laughs> it was like King. What the fuck? So we take out. We had this little tugboat uh, for the seven forty seven camp. Seven forty seven. They turned this uh, airplane into an art car, a Boeing jet into an art car, pretty much. It was before it was going. Anyways, I. I just wanted to ride around on an art car. I was having a great time. And <laughs> I was it, having a great time. And, and uh, I helped put it together, put my speakers and shit on it. And I took it and I drove that motherfucker all night one night. And I was like, where's the damn art car at? Blah, blah, this and that. And we got like 100 people in the camp. Other people want to ride on this shit and go yeah. do shit. So I went and scooped up some of my friends I knew from Texas. And I had DJ Screw playing on the speakers <laughs> and shit. And I was literally swinging the tugboat in the middle of the desert. And yeah, and then when it ran out of propane, I rigged it up to where we could put on like a, um, so it had a natural propane, whatever, hookup connection. So as far as you, we ran out of propane in that tank and you can't get no more until morning time. So being in the middle of the night, I'm like, fuck, let's keep riding. Where can we propane from? We had a a big ass kitchen. So I went over there and hijacked some of the tanks from the damn kitchen (laughs) and those nozzles didn't fit. So I had to. Jimmy rig all of these nozzles and connections. So, anyways, I'm driving around this art car. It's leaking propane everywhere. <laughs> all the tank lines are frozen from the propane leaking out. You can smell it. We're smoking on the back. We're driving it around, not giving a fuck. We didn't blow up. We didn't die. Every, <laughs> the people at the camp was like, this is so risky, blah, 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 this and that. I'm like, but did we die? <laughs> but did we die? No, we didn't die. And that, that's a crazy burning man story. I took that car and we, man, we had girls on top of it. We had music. We had DJ Screw banging. <laughs> the screw like, tapes. They should have never gave you niggas money. <laughs> what, uh, how, how many times have you been? Five. Five times? Yeah, five, five straight. Last year would have been six. But like after the, after the art card thing, kind of mad at me. The camp. You've been cast out? Not necessarily cast out. It was more like uh, you're on probation. Probation, right? Be good for good, be- good back, behavior. Be good. Yeah, you're coming back. Be good. And I was like, I'm to the point now with Burning. I might go this year, but I mean, every year they're doing the same shit. I don't care how much they say they're changing. It's the same shit. They're repeating. They're looping. And the man that started the thing died. You know, he's dead now. So what are y'all doing? Just having a party, a commercial. You know, you're fucking making money right now. Doing the same old shit. You're having a party. You're having a party. I don't give a damn what you want to say. You're living by these rules and you're building this city and art, blah, blah, whatever. You throw a fucking name on there. But you're lying. You're full of shit. You're throwing a party. And you're doing the same thing every year. And it's been going on for 25 years. I did it for five years straight. What else can we do? We, there's other things in the world that needs to be changed. Like, let's turn the world into a party. How about that? It's already a party. <laughs> it's, no, it's not. It's a fucking... And the it's world a, is a party. It's too. a struggle, dude. Why are you struggling? 
I'm not. I'm not struggling. Per- I mean, I am struggling personally, but I, there's other people that are struggling. Like struggling, people, there's real people. Call me up. There's real people struggling like all over the world right now. People are hurting um, psychologically. They're hurting spiritually. They're hurting uh, just I, in general, man. It's we live in a fucking insane. Even I had just parody universe. Keep, some of, keep us some of this hidden and whatever too. We're in I'm the Biff pro- universe, man. Keep some of this hidden when I'm on probation and the laws ain't so bad or whatever. You know, I fucking dose people. You know, like a shaman to people. <laughs> you know, I fucking damn near dose over a thousand people. You know, seriously. And fucking, I've heard stories from yeah. all different walks of life. Up, down, left, and right. You know, what has gotten people sad and shit like that. You know, and... Community, man. Lack of community is a big one right now. We're so isolated. <laughs> Austin, Texas is isolated. You know, it's one of the loneliest Everybody, cities in America. I mean, this city is one of the loneliest cities I, in America. Where did you hear that? I don't, I mean, I believe it's, it. It's one of the little stats or whatever. Austin, Texas is one of the loneliest cities in America. Meaning, I mean, and they also call it what the, the, the velvet room or some shit because we don't come out of our house. We all sitting in our houses. We're sitting on social media. We're sitting there trying to figure out was that party cool? You know, did it go on? Did it happen? We're sitting in our house too much over here. We're not. We got all these nice things in Austin, but we're not really outside too much. We're not together, and we're not coming together. Everybody's waiting on somebody to do something before they move here in yeah. this town. I mean, we're, people are like that in general. I think though, I've I've been to places where people get outside more than Austin, dude. For real? like, I don't know, man. I feel like places like Austin is a pretty outdoorsy kind of vibe to it maybe i live at night <laughs> <laughs> right you must i, I do live man the green belt the green belt is like that shit is it's still amazing the green belt you awesome. waiting on your friends to go before you go i mean yeah absolutely that's I mean, a good, that's, you, go you got yourself? a strong point uh no a i lot. don't but do you I, wait on your friend to go i usually wait on a friend yes that's what i'm saying Di- i mean you got the diagnosis but i mean i don't think that's we indicative. don't do nothing by our damn selves no more true we don't lead yeah we don't take the leadership role pretty much and say, hey, I'm going to do this. We're waiting on somebody else to do it. Not necessarily right. to do it. We're waiting on somebody to join us. Right. Yeah. We can do this shit on our own. Get out there if you want to. You're bored. Go do something. Yeah. Find something to do. My, my thing right now is keep creating. Keep That's creating. Because, I mean, honestly, we think the world's going to be ending and shit. But look at all the damn kids. They don't even know what the fuck's going on. They don't have any idea what the fuck's going on. You got your fucking... I mean, the adults don't Two, have any three, idea four. what the fuck's going on either. You got, you got, yeah. They hear, they can understand, they got comprehension, but kids don't comprehend at all what's going on. So I remember growing up as a kid or whatever, I didn't know about all the shit that's going on in the world. So all these kids are are coming up right now until like two to maybe six or seven years old. These kids don't know what the fuck's going on. They're gonna, they're they're next. Create something for them to watch. Create something for them to enjoy. Something for them to have. It's not about us no more. We're old. We're fucking. We're old, man. We make for the kids. We do shit for the kids. We do all the shit. The music I make. I don't give a damn if people play it or not. I don't give a damn if you listen to my music today. In the future, somebody might press play on my shit. Yeah. One of these young people will press play and hear what I was talking about then. That's what I'm doing it for. People today are so fucking up their ass. They don't want to. They don't want to support what's going on in the now. So I don't care if you support me now. I'm doing this for the future. 
Everything I do is for future. Because there will be a future. Regardless of how much you say this shit's coming to an end, shit ain't coming to an end. It ain't just going to stop. It, it hasn't stopped yet. <laughs> yeah. People have stopped their lives, but this shit ain't stopped. Their shit's still going, still growing. And these kids that don't know the fucking struggles we're doing right now, they're still happy. They still got dreams. They're still going to fucking wake up and be like, hey, let's go outside and play some fucking water. Play in the water today. Play in some mud. Play with toys. Then they're going to have an idea of building something. By the time they're like 10 years old, they're going to make something for us to enjoy. You know, and then those kids are going to enjoy. And it's, it's, you know, they keep going. Unless we're all wiped out one day by some kind of big-ass bomb, I don't think that's going to happen either. If that happens, and I deal with it on that day, <laughs> you know, but until then, I got to keep creating. I got to keep making shit for the future. I want people, I don't have any kids of my own, but one day I got to breed, put it like that. I got to <laughs> breed, but I, gotta, I, want, I, want fucking, I want the kids to see shit. You know, I want them to know, hey, you know, it's still nice shit to do. You know, don't 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 look at us because we're jaded, no, and pissed off because we had to deal with other people's older people's shit. You know, make it nice for them. That's kind of my thing. That's a good message, man. I think that's honestly that's a good thought to wrap the podcast on. Up, fucking, there are kids yeah. out there. There are kids out there that have dreams. Yeah, don't don't stop creating. Make it nice for the kids. All right. Well, fucking king. I'm king. King. King, yeah. king. Huh. King Hashtag gang. we party harder, man. King, man. That's it. Transition. Transition <laughs> your mind, body, and spirit, man. Change. <laughs> yes. Don't ever give up. I love it. I love it. Well, uh, I love you too. <laughs> thank, thanks for joining me on the podcast. I yes, appreciate sir. it. And be sure to disseminate this into your circles. Yeah. We'll play this to the world. That's right. Actually, the kids are gonna hear this. The kids, shit. Yeah, the kids with shit. the kids with dreams. Mm-hmm. That's where it's at. They're all dreaming. <laughs> all right, we signing. We out. out.